Hi, welcome back to the Chasing Tone Podcast. I'm Travis. I'm Max. I'm Brian. And we're joined today with uber-talented Frank Falbo of Falbo Guitars, Falbo Designs. Um, done some work, a lot of work with Seymour Duncan, mm-hmm. 65 Amps. Yep. Killer guitar player in his own right. Oh, man. No, for real. Yeah, because I, I never heard you play until we, uh, you sat down and played at the LA Amp Show, and I was like, damn it. Another guy better than me. <laughs> We're in L.A. Everybody's better than me. It's true. But um, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a jerk! I love oh, it. I love That's it. Friends. Yeah, that is. Why. <laughs> Speaking of which, another reason we're friends. He got me a um, a pedal board for my birthday. Belated, but I. It's yeah. a couple months late. It shows yeah. how good of a friend I am. <laughs> I get it on time, right? It's, <laughs> it's after your birthday, which is a month after mine. But whatever. Sure. No, mm-hmm. but I, like he got me one of the um, eight years and a month after yours. Yeah the the uh, Blackbird Mini Featherweight boards. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. really cool. Mm-hmm. I probably should have had it sitting here so I could show the camera, but yeah. Google it. It's really cool. It smells like Band-Aids. It, it, it smells, smells like exactly <laughs> like Band-Aids. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love Band-Aid smell. Frank hates Band-Aid smell. <laughs> These are conversations we had before you got here. <laughs> Band-Aids. But speaking of conversations, um, I kind of want to talk about your guitars because... Um, you know, acoustic guitars are something I'm not real familiar with. Mm. Well, so it makes sense. I had to have somebody explain it because <laughs> we know what I mean. It's like a lot of times you get what you pay for. You know, that's that's true with anything. But with acoustic guitars, I think a lot of electric guitar players see them as way expensive. But if you buy the right one, I mean, you're not buying effects. You're not buying an amp. You know, right. all of your money needs to go into your guitar tone. And that's all in your guitar. Right. You know, and I'm at, is that something that you fight a lot with consumers, especially coming from like the electric guitar world? Um, I think that people, you know, the marketplace has done its job for me. They've, you know, done a good job of telling the consumer how much good things cost and how much cheap things cost and what the delta is between those two things. Right. Those lines get blurred a little bit when you have a company that makes guitars here in the United States, but then they also have crossover guitars that are made in Mexico or, you know, somewhere else and everybody kind of blurs the lines. But my guitars are made here in the U.S. and, um, you know, they're all between about three and four thousand dollars. Right. And that's just what they cost. You know, when I tell people what I'm making and what's on them and those kinds of things that people don't really seem to have an issue with it. Maybe they can't afford one yet or they have to sell some things before they can afford it. But you're absolutely right. I mean, it's the, it's the strings. It's, you know, your acoustic guitar is everything, right. It's the, it's, it's, it's amp. It's the, it's the cable. Yeah. It's the everything, you know, everything we talk about in a signal path here is is self-contained. Right. 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 Every, I mean, the bracing is the cable. I want to talk about that real quick. Yeah. Um, Frank is one of these guys, and I'm not just blowing smoke because I've done the research, I've talked to you about it, but <laughs> but no, a lot of guys kind of kind of base their bracing off of stuff that's already done, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not going to give any names, but if, well, I'll give some names. Like for instance, Martin. When people are making Martin right. clones all over the place, right? Um, you all Martin's doing is copying old Martins. <laughs> right. Well, if, if, it <laughs> <broke>. <laughs> if it ain't broke, right? No, actually, they but, are kind of innovative. They've doing. They've done made a lot of changes. Oh, recently, have they? But yeah. See, shows but, what uh, I know. But I know that like. But their big sellers are also copies D28s. of old Martins. Yeah. yeah right. But you know, you you actually do your own kind of unique bracing, and from what I get, I'll let you explain it. But you actually use the tension that's naturally there. 
Right. Right. Can you explain that? Yeah. Um, you know, there's about 170 pounds of string tension pulling up on that guitar top. Okay. And it's basically just trying to rip the thing apart. Mm. You know, it's you have around an eighth of an inch thin piece of spruce on the top. And so all the bracing is in there to try to stop that from happening. And so the bracing is trying to resist this force that's being put on the top. And so you basically have two 200-pound gorillas but each on one side of the teeter totter, and mm-hmm. some, you know, most of the times this one wins, um, and the top begins to pull forward, and you know the bridge maybe comes loose or whatever, mm-hmm. and those things start to pull I've up. I've even seen the little bubbles behind the bridge. Totally, yeah, yeah, totally. And so when I sat down to think about it, it was a long time ago now. You know, I'm thinking, well, I've got 175 pounds of string tension. What can I do with it, that? Positively, right. why can't I just harness that to undo the same things that you know the destruction that it's causing? Right, right. So this would be more along the lines of moving the one two hundred pound gorilla to the center of the teeter totter, just to let him go. Yeah, and it's like okay, now everything's balanced, everything's brought into into tune, you know. Right. And so now the top, you know, instead of torquing forward, I'm bringing the strings in underneath and bringing ne- putting negative torque. You know, in there, so I'm torque balanced. Now behind the bridge, I don't actually don't have any braces at all. I don't have those one or two transverse tone bars that go across because I don't need them because I'm not placing that vector right. on the top. So now the whole thing is louder. It's more resonant. Well, that's it's like, what I was going to say. Yeah, it's all the things that, you know, it's, it's the goes to 11 of, right. of all the things that we like on acoustic guitars, all the things that you EQ into the Martin style guitar when you record it, all the, you know, you tighten the bass up, but you, you know, you do this, you do that, and you do all these things to massage it so that the guitar we're really hearing on tracks, it may be, you know, a vintage style guitar, but But it's it's been tuned. Yeah, it's, it's put the ear candy into it. Right. Right. And so this now, this is coming straight off the guitar that way. It's coming off in phase. So instead of vibrating like this, where, you know, when this part of the guitar is up, this part's down, you know, mm-hmm. it's actually all humming and purring in phase. Yeah, because, so. correct me if I'm wrong, but common sense tells you the more bracing you have on the underside of the top, the less it's going to vibrate. Right. You that, know, that's, so. Bracing is a dampener. That's, exactly. That's, that's all there is to it. Yeah, but know? it's just cool to, to kind of know that somebody out there is still trying to do something or is doing something yeah. different with the acoustic guitar, which has been around forever. Yeah, they've, I, don't, I mean, I'm not... I'm not that smart. I can't believe nobody's come up with this before I did. But, you know, but but the fact is they, they didn't. And so right. I'm lucky enough to be sitting here with you today with a company that's based around, yeah. you know, cracking the code. Yeah. Right? And by the way, I just got to say, you have to check out his parlor. I've never heard oh, a bigger yeah. parlor, man. It's a yeah. tiny guitar. Well, it's a parlor size. Not, right. You know, but it sounds huge. <laughs> yeah, spoiler man. alert. It's, it's a parlor <laughs> size. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> it's a parlor. <laughs> but, um, you know, so, no, that's cool. And you've also done, let's take it back into the pedal world. Yeah. Um, you've done a lot of work for Seymour Duncan mm-hmm. and then uh, more recently 65 amps, right? Yeah. I mean, when I got to Seymour Duncan, most of the pedals that they had, you know, out were already designed. Mm-hmm. But... <clears throat> there was a couple that I had the chance to, you know, to design and influence and, you know, be a part of. And, of course, there's a bigger engineering team there. So the product that comes out the door is a byproduct of the collective. Right. Um, but, yeah, there was a few pedals at the end there, at the end of that run um, that, you know, that I came up with. Yeah, and that's cool. people seemed to uh, 
people seem to like those. You know? <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. But okay, well I mean, sorry to put you on the spot, but no, what like you? I said, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up another one that I forgot. Um <laughs> the the what's it's it called? The fishman, the fishman. Yes. Uh, the fluence is right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. So with pickups, I did a lot of stuff. Obviously, with pickups, when I was at Seymour Duncan, mm-hmm. um, I invented the P rails before I got there, and uh, really, actually, I didn't know that. that's yeah, awesome, that was man. that's that was mm-hmm. that's, that, that's why I began discussing. <laughs> that's why I started talking to Seymour Duncan in the first place. Um, but so yeah, I did a lot of that stuff, and then uh, after I left, there was this new technology, um, and that I was made aware of, and I instantly knew what to do with it. I knew nice. what could be done with it. You know, and it's funny, a technology company that doesn't really play in our space, mm-hmm. they say, "Here's this technology that we have, and there's some samarium cobalt magnets on it, and look, now it's a pickup." You know, <laughs> and you play it, and you're like, "Huh." Okay, you know. Yeah, technically it's a pickup. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, white box, black lettering, pickup, you know, guitar pickup, right? So it produced sound, but of the sound that I heard, uh, like, for example, the original, the individual coils themselves, they, the resonant peak frequency was 80 kilohertz. Okay, so that's beyond everything, right? That's okay. the, that's That's light waves, so, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a little high to hear. Yeah, it's a little high. Because yeah. we, we, we can we, hear 20 We right? can hear 20. We can sense up to, you know, 25, something like yeah, that. So even if you're deaf, yeah, even if you're deaf at 10 kilohertz and above, our bodies sense it in other ways. So. Okay. Basically, you can use it um, to create a mass weapon. Dog whistle. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, and that's what Dog we did, whistle. Brian. It's a tone <laughs> weapon. It's we a are taking over weapon. the world, yeah. No, so, I, so I, I'm like... I, I know what can be done with this, and I, you know, we need the right people, the right tech company. You know, Fishman's very innovative. They're very, mm-hmm. very forward-thinking. They're unafraid. And uh, talked to Larry. You know, I said, if I've got something, are you in? You know, right? And he's like, yes. And of course, you carry come on. You carried clout to get there, which is cool. Uh, yeah, I. Yeah, you could you can trust me if I'm telling you something's good, right? right. So yeah, so they they have a great R and D team, and you know, in flying out there periodically, mm-hmm. you know, we've been able to bring these things to life. And it, for those of you who don't know, it's instead of wire winding a coil up and down and up and down, where and some of this language get this techie language crosses over into the pedal world because we're talking about impedances and things like right. that and capacitors and things. So when you wind a coil up and down like that, the traditional way, there's a lot of distributed capacitance that's built up in it. That's how we get these resonant peaks, but these resonant peaks also come at the expense of loading. So resistive loading mm-hmm. is sort of a it's a drag, you know, <laughs> it's a drag on it's a, a on slew rate. You know, it has to do with like a sense of immediacy and it is there is these are all things that yeah, you're right. These are all things that play in the time constant domain. You don't, you'd never sense it because it's not it has nothing to do with latency, okay. but it has to do with phase linearity and phase alignment. So, the Fishman coil, the Fluence core, um, it's like a 48 layer PCB. Each layer, like super thin, like for those of you who don't know, a pedal is made with a two-layer two or a four-layer four board. Okay, maybe up to eight for some complicated. If it's super, you know, super complicated. Yeah, if somebody's trying to make a super complicated, you know, maybe stuff. digital pedal in a super small <laughs> format, right? right? You know, maybe there's Mesa did that, didn't eight they? layers in there. Mesa had like a bunch of layers in some of their smaller boxes. Remember they put out those? It's pedals? possible. It's possible. Think. Yeah, you need kind of 
you really kind of got to know how to look at it to see how right. many, how dense it is because right. you really don't see past yeah, the, I mean, right. the ground plane. Like an inch and a half thick or anything. It's just, right. right. Really, it's just a bunch of layers. Of much oh, I see what right. you mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually so like, no, that well, pedal is this, that tall. Well, right. no, I, know that, <laughs> right. I know that they just put multiple boards in, so no, I'm talking so about check something this completely out. different. Yes. Okay. So check this out. So he's thinking like, well, th- there's a pedal and it has like two circuit boards in it, mm-hmm. a top one and a bottom one, so they can populate both sides with components. So no, this is where... The the circuit board itself is created with like you know Listerine breath strip like saran wrap <laughs> size like thin wafer, and then on each layer it's a laminate right so each layer has its own coil on okay. it so the coil is made from top to bottom interesting and it's all in it's it. all linear right so it, it sounds good <laughs> well so everything is 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 phase aligned like when someone tells you I play this wacky chord with dissonance and but now I can hear all the notes in the chord, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times that's a byproduct of phase linearity because if... There's we, note separation. Yeah, well, we don't, well, we don't, don't sense, and it, it's actually even really hard for, for testing devices to even see this stuff because it's down to, like, you know, whatever. You know I mean? It's a, a fly on the butt of the gnat that's on the horse that's in a car that's in an airplane that's on the world you know what i mean right that's how small that is by comparison to the things we normally look at like frequency response and things like that but you know basically when you cut it down to it it's like the the the, the, there's a a latency or a delay in the amount of time it takes for like the the treble frequencies to rise and get through okay. as opposed to mid-range or bass frequencies. And this is something you probably understand so, a lot more than, mm-hmm. say, Max or Max and I, because you have yeah. to deal with that, too. Like you were right. saying, it I mean, crosses over and up. It's kind of like world. the BBE made it uh, sonic, sonic maximizer. It kind of right. tried to push those, align right. those frequencies. Right. Better. They tried to realign them yeah. after the fact, mm-hmm. which doesn't which doesn't help you going into gain, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm playing into overdrive, you know, a, a high gain circuit, even a low mid gain, but it's like when I do that, I'm distorting Aha. the signal, right? <laughs> so um, everything becomes a harmonic multiple, and then those slight little phase, you know, irregularities now begin to, like, obfuscate the development of harmonic content and throw things out of alignment and... None of that stuff has to do with like, oh, I want my PAF to sound like a great PAF, so I have to get one that was wound in 1959. Right. It's like, yeah, you, yes, but I can get you there. Like, let me put it this way. What we end up coming out with is better in the ways that are universally better. It's not a thing where someone, you know, like, like there's kind of always, there's things that are kind of always better. A yeah. fresher set of strings is kind of always better right. than an old one that's got bacon grease on it. <laughs> Telecaster, you know, always bacon. better. Yeah. Yeah. Now, sometimes people like an old set of strings for an effect. So there's some or, Nashville guys that play Gibson acoustics with dead strings on purpose because that's that, that's that downhole yeah. biscuit right. and gravy kind of sound. We call them the B's acoustic. and G's around here. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, but for the most part, there are mm-hmm. these universal things, and that's part of what it is. So with these pickups, I can target 
you know, the ideal, like the most perfect PAF sound, not the one from Thursday, but the one from Wednesday, you know, <laughs> right. and the one that's aged this way, but not the one that aged that way. And this one's like too aged, you know, and I can park it right there and give you that sound at whatever gain range I, I want. So it's got characteristics of an underwound PAF, but it's at the normal PAF volume, you know, that I calibrated, right? Mm-hmm. And being that it's that PCB, kind of one would think, like I said, you know, common sense, that the consistency is going to be there from pickup. Dead to pick up. nuts on. See, that's cool. Dead on. Because that's one one thing I've already always wondered is if you're using these pickup winding machines, how can I mean they just basically go by impedance, right? And then they but, don't they actually go by turn count. The impedance is well, a byproduct, okay. but you can use impedance to determine whether or not you have something that may be out of spec. Uh, but no, it's wound to the turn count for the most part. There are some pickup winders that can that, be all over the place. Then it, right, so that you just have all, basically when you're wi- when you're winding a traditional guitar pickup, mm-hmm. you have all these different metrics. You can read inductance and things like that. But basically, you have all these different metrics to try to to try to just make sure that you're close enough to being within a range, yeah, see- and that range is about that big. I mean, we've all bought pickups. And then bought the same pickup again. Mm. And it's still good, but this one's better. And that's what I was getting ready you know. to say. That's got to drive you. Could you imagine, Brian, selling a Wampler pedal? Or, or, no, I can't. Anyway, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Or, I'm or, still shocked yeah, by yeah. it. Yeah, I'm still yeah. shocked by it. <laughs> but, no, and then having somebody be like, man, I bought this one. The one I bought six months ago is the exact same pedal, but it sounds better than this one. Yeah. Right. That, wouldn't that drive you nuts as a manufacturer, as a creator? Well, right. You know? And that happens with some cheaper pedals. That, you well, know, right. But what I'm saying is, could you imagine doing that in your line? No, there's no right. way. Right. So it, right. If you were a pickup maker, that's part of your reality. Yeah. Do you know wow. what I mean? So if you're, like, okay, if you're so a pickup winder. Drive versions 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, cause you can either do it that way. <laughs> you can be a pickup winder that has a bazillion different models, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all one little tiny bit against, you know, versus one or another. Right. But in that case, you're still almost like you're doing what they do with potentiometers. You're making them all and so post-sorting them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that, when you're exactly done with the PAF, you know, then you, you sort them all and you have one through 10. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a it's a it's it's extremely variable. There's tension on that wire right. as it's being wound. I mean, there's so much, you know, so many things that can change yeah. and you know be different. But mm-hmm. and then the, and then the time constant is if that the same pickup eight years from now can sound different. It's primarily due to the magnetism, mm-hmm. uh, but it, there's there are other things that come into play that can make that thing sound different. So when it comes to pedals. In electronic circuitry design, it's like, well, there's ways you can mitigate that. You can use tight tolerance parts. You can mm-hmm. have, you know, a good clean board layout. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that as part, you know, but I, there's always part drift. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, if, if every one of the parts, of right? It's it's feasible. Let's put, let's put it like this, so that we're not telling people like, you know. Uh, something that isn't true about two of the same items, but it's feasible that in a, in some weird world, if every single part that was used in a plextortion was at the highest range of its tolerance. And then the other one was... And the other one, every single part was at the lowest range of its tolerance. Those two pedals could sound a little bit different, but in most cases, it's a, ma- it's, it's a matter of like going to the drive knob mm-hmm. and just... <laughs> right, just right. getting that to where it, yeah. the two things sound the same. And some of those tolerances are why, like, there's some really good sounding 808s and some exactly. decent sounding 808s. And right. I mean, you can buy some of the old vintage tube screamers that sound like poo. 
Right. right. Some that sound great. Right. You know, and, and the same thing with ones now. Some sound great. Some sound Yeah. So I got a question about, about your process. I know I know a little bit about it. You know, basically for those who don't know, Brian will get and correct me if I'm wrong, but basically, you know, a part like a J fat. Mm-hmm. And you will test them to make sure they fall within your specific tolerance. Mm-hmm. So like let's say the manufacturer says, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the manufacturer says that a JFET has a tolerance of 10 one way or the other. Sure. Okay. Now, will you go by that or will you say, well, I want my tolerance to be five because I found that better in the circuit? Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. We would tend to say that, you know, it has, it has to be a three. Okay. You know? So you go by so, what you've determined works right. best. That's cool, man. But you got to waste it. Crap ton of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, there's ways around it, though. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, we're we're coming up with ways around that problem. Right. Cool. So that basically, you're talking about sorting at that point. Exactly. Yeah. That's so, exactly what I'm talking so about. So there's two ways to do it. You can sort, or you can then put something else into the circuit so that instead of sorting, which mm. whatever that value is, you've now calibrated it. Right. 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 And so there's a calibration process, or there's a sorting process. In the sorting process, you might say, well, all of these are technically a fail for this part, for this pedal. Those are but a they pass. Can be used for that. Right. right. That's a pass for this pedal, you know, because, yeah. you know. And that's what people, I think, don't realize. This is where I'm going to interject into your, you know, podcast, what I'd like <laughs> to tell the public. <laughs> You know, <laughs> this is my chance. No, <laughs> this is my stage now. Yeah, people don't realize what goes into making these pedals to the point where, even if somebody were to tell you, "I have cloned right. this thing," everything about this is a is a dead nuts clone because the data sheet from Mouser said so. Uh, totally, and you're like, really? Okay, <laughs> great. Did you? This, 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 then this. And so there's a lot of secrets that you, you know, I'm, I'm sticking up for guys like Brian in that there's even secrets. You're not going to even hear, you're not going to know they are secrets. Right. You know, it's like there's what we know, what we don't know, and then there's what we don't know that we don't know. Right. You know, and that's where I feel like you can, you can trust guys like Brian, you know what I mean? Where what? you're like, this pedal is supposed to be this, and I know that he got there in a way that... It, it maintains integrity, you know, and it's inconsistency. It's inconsistency, exactly. Um, and like so you said, my my air hat off to you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and it's like you said too. Um, the market's doing a good job of educating people for that. As far as you know, yeah, your pedals are two hundred bucks, but it's so worth it. And and every manufacturer that's pretty much doing it, you know, but. Right. All you the know, higher end pedal guys, yeah. right? And I'm like, you know, not trying to like just say only Wamplers, you know, right. but you know, you get what you pay for, and what you get out of that $200 isn't somebody saying, send this schematic to this factory in China and order 500 of them, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that send, really send happens. the pallet to me, yeah. I don't, we'll I don't know if them. people realize right. that really happens, that like, happens a lot. I know a company, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not, I'm definitely not going to mention the name, but what they actually do is they send a schematic to a factory in China. They don't even get one back to test no, it. No, there's, yeah, there's they just right. say, no testing it to see if it sounds we good. We just say, we want 500 of these, make them. Right. And then they send them over. Right. And they never play them. They just sell them right. to you. And what, 
right. I don't think it's even important to them. I'm guessing. No, it's not. It's not important to the fact that maybe that factory found a different type of capacitor with a looser oh, tolerance. Oh, they don't that care. They, yeah. you know, saved a cent on. Yeah. And so that's, they're like, substitute. Right. Yeah, make of more course. money. Without naming names, I can tell you that it was a battle fought in my past somewhere mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in the names of the companies that are listed on my resume okay. to to say like what like what the heck you can't they, there's a part substitution right. right we didn't that's not the okay, we didn't okay this right. that's not the one right that is not the transformer that we told them that they could use but it's the same mm-hmm. is no it's not the same right you know first rule of parenting because i said so <laughs> right? right it's not the same because that's not what i said and it's right. not your job to decide whether or not it's the same right, but right. second of all guess what it really isn't the same because we did try all five of them Right. And we found that under this and this and this and this circumstance, mm-hmm. that sounds different. And mm-hmm. to take that into something, you know, tangible, you know, I can go back with my personal experience with the Clarksdale. Mm-hmm. Had we used, well, I don't want to give up too much info, but we tried 10 different. A chip. Yeah, right. t- 10 different chips. Mm-hmm. Right. And we went with a specific one, not because the old vintage one says to use this one. Right. If that, if it wasn't the, a 4558. Okay, I didn't want to right. come out and say yeah. that. No, but. you can see that if you open the pedal. Well, right. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> like sand components. Right, but at the same right. time, I, mean, right. that's, that's, I don't know if I easy. have that liberty, so I, did, I yeah, didn't even yeah. go close to no, that. Good no, good for you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but we used the one that we said, that sounds That best. sounds like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Max, shut up. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm still kind of scared from Frank's dad's voice. <laughs> Throw the dad's voice and the finger pointing, and immediately I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Wow. I'll turn the lights off next time. But wow. not, <laughs> who dude, hurt you? <laughs> dude, my ignorance. I didn't know that you invented the P-Rail. Yes. That's cool. awesome, man. You're famous. <laughs> no, those things are great because I'll be honest. I, yeah. there's, I go to this shop in Plainfield, Indiana. Uh, called six strings down and the guy he's old school like i think the only new thing he carries is pedals yeah and he got a guitar in it was an old sg and somebody put p rails in it and i was like oh what a shame you know like it's a 71 sg and they put these yeah, in it, it up yeah. right and he was like dude play it plug it in plug it in and yeah. you know trusting this guy i mean i trust anything dave says oh, yeah. because yeah. the guy is just He's seen it all. He's seen 58 less Pauls, right. 56 Strats. Right, that's he was, his gig. He yeah, deals in yeah, that Yeah, that's what he wow. does. And he was like, just play him. And I played him, man, and he was like giving me the tour. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's a little intimidating if you've never played him. But you're right, dude. They, they get everything. Mm. It's stupid awesome. <laughs> no, they really are. So, yeah, because I'm, I'm a skeptic when it comes to that stuff. But, yeah. you know, that and I'm a creature of habit. It's like, why, why change it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. so man i'm sorry to you know put you on the spot and make this whole thing about you but you've been around the block you've done a lot of stuff and you have hands in so many different products in this industry hmm. you know pickups and you do an electric guitar too right which i played the prototype and it had those pickups in it it has the new fisherman fluence pickups yeah, in it. yeah. i have it right over there yeah do you, you really the podcast is over oh well no we man we should have I'm about tempted to go over there and grab it. You know, although <laughs> grab then it. who's going to talk? <laughs> you don't need to talk. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. It's not live. We can just edit it. <laughs> yeah, we can just stop. <laughs> we have the technology. <laughs> go get it. This is awesome. 
<laughs> no, we, we should. Should I go get it? Sure. Go get it. I'll be right back. All right. All right. I'm going to get the case, this commercial brought to you by Ovaltine. Drink your Ovaltine, kids. Yeah, why don't they call it Roundtine? <laughs> Just open it. You don't have to bring the case. Come on. Just open it. Yes. That's the one. Didn't you, like, cut it, like, the, the wood down with, like, a chainsaw and everything? Yes. Like, it used to be alive, and now it's a... Yes. Of art. So you killed, <laughs> you killed a tree for this guitar. Frank f- w- walked into the forest, found the best tree, murdered it, <laughs> and then planked it down piece by piece <laughs> to give you tone. <laughs> Frank, <laughs> Frank's not above killing things right. the, as long as it sounds good. Right. Like, like Chubby co host. That's next the takeaway. <laughs> Don't screw with Frank when it comes to guitar tone. He will kill you. Okay, so now you can see why I'm not you touching it. I sound good. I will murder you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make your skull. Yeah, so that's it. Microphone. Right? Yeah. Don't forget your mic. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, the, the thing's incredible. This, now, I noticed it has the same, forgive my ignorance, yes. but string through. Yes. Yeah, so I don't have an acoustic with me here, but on the if this had been an acoustic guitar... What the way I'm bringing the strings in, I'm actually pulling down behind the bridge to level off that torque. Okay. So the acoustic guitar's top is flexible, and therefore I'm, you know, and I'm kind of diving boarding it right um, mm-hmm. through the bridge plate and all, all these other secrets. And what I did on the hollow body electric is it's completely hollow, so um, there's no braces or anything like that. Even it's just all right. carved out front to back it's not connected to the back some people are like oh here's this totally hollow guitar with a block in the center <laughs> right and that's that why connects the top to the back and that's a choke you know what i mean right. it's just like and that's know. why i asked you this before we started i said are hollow body electrics are they braced right and so that yeah. so a lot of them do have braces in them i don't because of the way i carved the top um but in those cases like in a jazz box mm-hmm. there's braces in it but it isn't it's not attached to the back, so it is more floating, and you know, obviously, right. they, they feed back a lot when you plug them in. Um, but so in this case, instead of having the top flex, this top's made of maple. It's a little stiffer, of course, than an acoustic guitar top. Mm-hmm. And so now it's the piece inside that I have doing the flexing. So with the string tension, as the strings are, you know, as there's tension on the strings, I'm actually coming and pushing up underneath the tunematic. Okay. So. It's really loud and resonant and lively. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the stuff, you know, to 11, going to 11 about right. any semi-hollow guitar that you've ever played. It's yeah. all those things magnified. But then at the same time, it doesn't want to feed back because the string energy is actually clamping and controlling the top. Now, it feeds back like crazy if I hold a note. You know, well, it, and that, if I was it were playing, spinal tap. Yeah. But it feeds back in pitch. So is that feedback or sustain? You can Correct. really take it how you want. It's a biofeedback loop between the strings and the guitar top. Right. It's going woo, right? Yeah. And then if when I stop the strings, it stops. Right. It's not the top itself isn't howling. And, of course, everything does if you turn the amp loud. Well, enough, of you course. You know what I mean? You're, so you it's kind of like spinal tap said. You can set the guitar down. <laughs> it totally it's is. Still, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can. So it does get it, but it goes into infinite feedback and harmonics and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, just by the way you kind of squeeze and, and bend the string and stuff like that. But I know we uh, played it through that two rock in LA. It's not killer. Oh, yeah. And I had a toner. Right. A tone, toner. Tone boner. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not ink. Yeah. <laughs> not, not ink. Oh, <laughs> hashtag toner. <laughs> yeah, hashtag toner. Come on. 
<laughs> but okay, I'm probably gonna get in trouble from somebody. Somebody's gonna be right. like, "That's rude." Yeah, yeah that's just, yeah. That's just not yeah, that, 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 me that's in about rude. forty minutes. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the guy who's typing it in. Like I was very offended. By it. <laughs> that's why we ended. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting so, right there. And I was extremely upset. But no, please. Check. Oh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> I was just He's complaining just about you. Yeah, yeah just, I'm riffing. I'm just riffing. So no, check out. Uh, yeah, sorry, I I totally made Frank monopolize I'm sorry. it. So I, that's my <laughs> I'm fault. Sorry. No, you it's put that on. Be real. This is we. Uh, this is what we do. Podcast. It really was. This it might meant. be the first completely on topic <laughs> yeah. podcast and, we've ever done. And I learned a well, ton. Let's fix that. Yeah. Right. So what was your or weekend? Not. Yeah. <laughs> What's Texoba? What did you eat today? What is that? What's Texoba mean? <laughs> it takes oh. Texoba. <laughs> it's a great Mexican place. Texas badass, right there. Yeah, yeah, Texas badass. Texas blues alley. But um. Yeah. So. Yep. Good old Stevie. Yeah, I know. He loves it when you call him Stevie, I can tell. Stevie Stouffer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, okay, so yeah, check out, uh, it's just FalboGuitars.com, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, FalboGuitars. Yeah. yeah. Um, check out FalboGuitars.com. You know, that's so cool that you've done so much. And these guitars, man, I can't say enough about them. We appreciate them. you giving the guitar Thanks, to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Right? Yeah. yeah, I would if I were you, too. And you know, <laughs> yeah. The guitar. yeah, he's like, they're pretty nice. Yeah. I'd appreciate that's it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, also, you know, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, check us out on Facebook and uh, Instagram, Chasing Tone Podcast. Max, thank you so much for your contribution. Check, us out, on, check us out on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, check, check us out on Craigslist. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, leave a comment in the, in the YouTube video. Or, or don't. Yeah, or don't, you know, right. especially if it's constru- constructive. Right, yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, man, <laughs> if, thanks, Frank. I'm wondering if we're going to get comments like, oh, my gosh, why didn't you guys go off topic at any point? Yeah. <laughs> or they're going to be like, why doesn't Frank do every episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, two, like, there's two thousand miles. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up, guys. Let Frank talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What well, you can fly? I'm two thousand miles. miles away. That's you know, the biggest reason. Once a week, yeah. right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Frank Falbo, Max Jeffrey, Brian Wampler. I'm yeah. Travis. Thank you guys so much for listening.